It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. Brought to you by glanviaconnect.com. Hello and welcome to Farm View. Well, as usual, it's Kieran O'Connor here with your weekly farming programme. And as usual, I have a very busy programme for you. This week, when on this week's programme, a silage harvesting resumed this week, we hear our first cut silage harvesting has been so badly affected by weeks of poor weather. We'll also have good news for family-owned and operated farms with a new Fair Deal reform. We'll talk to Minister of State Mary Butler TD. And plus... We'll hear about Chagas' new exciting signpost programme, Farmers for Climate Action, launched this week. We'll talk to Seamus Carney. And plus, as always, we'll have our farming calendar. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. Well, May has been a dreadful month, particularly for the silage season, which has been delayed while it started in early May. Would you believe it's almost three weeks since the last bit of silage was cut? But thankfully this week, the weather broke at last, broke from the point of view that we had a bit of sunshine, we had a bit of dry weather. So I went along to Ardmore to the Fitzgerald farm, got a chance to talk to a busy contractors out there, the Prendergast family. First of all, Patrick, it started off in early May, but my God, the last few weeks has been horrific with weather. It was bad enough here in the Asher. There was constant rain and hard to get through anything. You might get one fine day and then three or four wet ones. You can't make any headway doing that. So you started in early May. It looked like we done business few, as normal. Yeah, it looked perfect there in early May. Sure, the first few jobs we done, the, the ground was good and there was dust off the trailers in and out the gaps and nice crops of grass and good quality going in. But as you know, then when it gets heavy in the water and it's hard to make. It must be very difficult. You're a family steeped in the whole <coughs> agri-sector, but particularly when it comes to silage, having all the gear all prepared and your farmers and your clients all ringing, you said, we're ready to go. But unfortunately, the man above didn't look after us. No, sure, it's hard. We can't control the weather anyway, so I suppose that's one bit of luck we have. It's hard to get to everyone the one day, but yeah. you get to them, like, and it'll always be cut. And so, in total, how many would be involved on a busy day between the mowing, the cutting, <laughs> cutting the, the mowing, the pick-up, and, uh, and indeed the, the pits the loader, as well, yeah. the loader? Uh, so there could be there be four trailers most days and everything else goes with it in rakes and tethers and loaders and harvest. So there could be eight or nine people most days. Eh? You obviously start early and you, yeah, you make start, hay while the sun shines. You start at eight o'clock in the morning of a normal time and yes. work away there till it gets dark or before even ten o'clock. And what would you do on a good day? If everything went right, you'd do 100 acres, anyway. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, you would, yeah. yeah. And Ardmore, you won you won the early uh, areas. It's an early We're here in the Fitzgerald farm. Yeah. Uh, normally, to be two this weeks This would be, be cut the 10th or 15th, well, 15th to me, anyway. Yeah. Yes. So you're back, yeah, 10, you're 15, back 10, 15, 15 days. days yeah, yeah, two weeks on yeah, that, you know. Yeah, yeah. As regards the, the mowing, uh, as regards the, the actual quality of the grass, as against vis-a-vis the, the grass you cut earlier, obviously it, it's, a, it's a healthier, it's thicker a, crop. It's, it's a thicker crop and it's heavier, but it, considering all the rain that has been there for the past few days... It's actually dry enough considering to see it now and there's a good evening now, the sun is shining and there's a tether following us around so it's making it up a bit If we had a good run and all going well, how many weeks would it be to wrap up the first Oh, sure to be. Should we get a, like the last two or three seasons that came, 
they were ideal because you started the 15th of May and sure, it was all done 4th or 5th or 6th of June finished up. Unbelievable. Yeah. And of course, Three weeks sure, is really what the And you always try to fit in the hurling then yes, as well to get the matches with Declan and Seamus involved you in yourselves. To, you have to fit it all in, yeah. yeah. And as regards the area that you cover, is it very much within the 20 more, mile radius of Ardmore? More, more, it wouldn't even be 20 here and sure you'll be kind of from Dungarvan back to Clashmore right. I suppose yeah. and touching English kind of and back so, at Angle Parish and so you were delighted this morning wake up to a blue sky lovely, and it was lovely before you got a phone call from Mr. O'Connor saying it, yeah. he's coming out to hold Fearless you up going to hang us for yeah. a few minutes yeah, that's <laughs> it well listen Patrick well done keep up the good work and, and joining me here on the left is a man who knows all about it the, the boss man himself Pat Prendergast Pat you've been involved in the game a long while but uh, you must be staggered at the at, at the machinery the way it has changed since you started back in the 60s oh my god Kieran sure. 5, 6, 7, 8 acres was the, the limit yeah. when, when I started out yeah. and some days you might only do 3 or 4 now it is like what Patrick is just after saying it's gone up 100 acres of a reasonably good day and of course the machinery itself and the way back in the day with the single chop and as you say cutting silage could take a week and, and, on any farm it's, it's just incredible how difficult was it for you to adapt to all this modern machinery I kind of grew up along with it Kieran yeah. as I was getting older the machinery was getting yeah. bigger and better and the lads came on the scene then and they kind of took right. on the, the you technical also, stuff you delighted yourself and Jay and Pat the whole family having the lads then involved must be great for you they're all close by and the grandchildren now oh, as well yeah, coming, yeah, on, coming on street I have two uncles that's Knocky around as well, John to be driving the load and Jay to be around to yes. do a bit of raking. So, so it's a real family effort. It is, yeah. yeah. All we want now is a couple of fine weeks. I was, I was just going to say it, like, it's amazing, the blue sky here today in Ardmore, beautiful oh, yeah, day, sure. you're here at Fitzgerald's and as you say, 100 acres in one day, it's incredible. It is, yeah, and, yeah. and you wouldn't be killed even doing it now, like, if the yeah. ground will hold up and everything going right. Well, Pat, look, great to see the work back up and running again after the break. You started in early May, you literally a two-week break, but you're back in action. Let's hope the sun will shine for the rest of the season and we'll have you back supporting Warford into a Munster final. Please, Hopefully, Kieran, yeah, and yeah. everything going well for yeah. the hurdlers anyway, yeah, and yeah. ourselves as well. All right. Pat, thanks a Thanks, Kieran. And, and thanks, Patrick. Well, great news last week with the Cabinet approval paving the way for a long-awaited Fair Deal reform. Indeed, Fair Deal, of course, as regards the nursing home support scheme. And the, and the woman who's been driving it for a long while is our own Mary Butler, TT, Minister of State for Mental Health and Older People. Minister Butler, welcome to our programme. Thank you very much, Kieran. Mary, it's been a long drive, but my God, to get the second stage of the bill through the doll over the last three days. But the impact this has for family-owned and operated businesses, and indeed small businesses as well, is huge. It is absolutely huge. So the bill, as we we know it is the nursing home support scheme and it's commonly known to people as Fair Deal. Fair Deal was first introduced in 2009 and the scheme was put in place to support those who needed long-term nursing home care to make it affordable and accessible to everyone. The scheme has been very, very successful to date. So, for example, this year the scheme will cost age just over €1 billion. Euro. However, it became evident very, very quickly that there was an unintended consequence in the scheme where farm families and family-owned farms and businesses were being, I suppose, penalised to the extent that when you apply for Fair Deal, they calculate how much you should pay. And for any person applying for Fair Deal, it's 80% for a single person of your income, 40% if you're a couple, and 7.5% of the value of your home or your farm. Mm. But there's a cap after three years of the 7.5% of the value of your home. However, that that cap wasn't in place in relation to farm families and small businesses 
which meant the viability and the sustainability of a farm family was significantly challenged. So what changes have been made really for the Fair Deal nursing home legislation? What are the key areas that uh, that you've made indeed? Okay, so the, so the key amendment that I have brought in is that if somebody is currently in a nursing home, so if you have a farmer who's currently in a nursing home and he has spent two years in the nursing home, from the day this bill will be enacted, he will have to appoint a successor. Now, the successor would have to sign a statutory declaration to say that the farm has been farmed within the family for three of the previous five years. You don't have to prove, actually, that you had a farm income. So we all know farm families, Kieran, as mm. you know yourself. Yes. They help out during milk and they help out during calf and they help out during silage. But they may not actually receive um, an income from the farm because they're helping their parents in most instances. And this happens in businesses as well. So you'll have to sign a statutory declaration to say that the farm was farmed um, within the family um, mm-hmm. by by the successor or the successor's partner. Now, they did, somebody raised the issue, what would you do if your son or daughter had been in America or Canada or New Zealand for the last five or six years? Once the farm was farmed within the family and wasn't leased out, that's sufficient. So you appoint right. your successor, you sign a statutory declaration and you give a guarantee that the farm will be farmed within the family not least for the next six years. And from that time then, there will be a cap put on the amount of money you'll have to pay on the value of your land, which is 7.5% at three years. If you've already served three years in the nursing home, that retrospective time will apply. So the minute you appoint your successor, your three years is done. If you're two years in the nursing home, from the day you appoint your successor, okay. you'll only have to give one more right. year in the, in the, in okay. the nursing home before the 7.5% cap will cease. Mary, does the successor two things have to be related, number one, and do they have to be, or if not related, do they have to be literally working on the farm, or what's the criteria as a guard successor? Okay, so the, 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 okay, so the family successor... Um, will sign a statutory declaration, but the successor can also be a family member's partner. Do you have to be related? Well, you see, the partner may not be related because you may not be related by marriage, but technically you should be related or the partner of the person who is related to okay. you. However, I am going to move an amendment in, in committee stage because I am aware that there are a couple of situations where you might have a bachelor farmer who may only have maybe a long-distant niece or nephew mm-hmm. and they don't have anyone to apply as their successor and we are looking at that it is problematic but what we're hoping to do is that if you were going to leave the farm to your successor in your will that we're hoping to bring in an amendment that that person who may not be related could be appointed as a successor we're working on that at the moment with the Attorney General it's quite legalistic this bill Um, so we're looking for a little bit of time to work that out as regards actually working on the farm, do they have to, mm. uh, even though related, but is, is there any clause to do with, do they have to be working on the farm for a certain period or is that a criteria? The criteria is to become the successor that um, you would give a commitment that you will work on the farm for the next six years, that the farm will be retained okay. within the family. Right. You don't have to work full time on the farm. Okay. Some people work on the farm and they would also hold down a job as well. And there will be a check by the HSC, but we only estimate that there will be one check over the six years so, just yeah. to make sure that the, um, the statute declaration is, is, is being followed through. And just to be clear about people who go into nursing homes, 37% of people who go into nursing homes actually only stay in the nursing home for six months because for some people, as we do know, it is end of life. There are not a lot of people who are in a nursing home in excess of three years. But in some instances, when people 
for example, with a early onset dementia or, you know, there okay. might be family reasons why they need to be in a nursing home mm-hmm. with 24-7 support. It can be in excess of the three years. And I suppose, look, I, I work very closely with farm families and the IFA in relation to this because that anomaly did exist. And what the worry was that a person might not enter the nursing home because they could see 7.5% right. of the value mm-hmm. of their land and their mm-hmm. assets being paid so, every year. The cap is now there at, at three years, the same as if it was somebody who was entering the nursing home, you know, okay. that just owned is their own home the cap will apply now to everyone so the cabinet approval paved the way for long-awaited fair deal reform you've successfully mm. brought the second stage of bill through the doll over three days last week and they have got massive majority support as regards the committee stage and then on to the shannon what time frame are we looking for to get this all all through so we're actually going to go into committee stage next month um my officials have been talking with the whips office so that we're, we're, we're due about the third third week of june to go in and i want to have this brought through the doll and the shannon will have to come back into the doll again to be voted on. I wanted to go through the doll and the Shannon before the summer recess. And then once the bill enacted, there will be a commencement date. And my plan is to have the commencement date um, towards the end of this summer. So I'm hoping to be realistic that from September of this year, that farm families and those in small businesses will be treated the same in mm. relation to fair deal as everybody else who accesses these support. Well, Mary Butler, TD, Minister of State for Melton Health and Older People, listen, well done. It's been a long road, but thankfully it's coming to an end. And as you say, hopefully by the end of August, early September, we'll have the uh, the new amendment bill passed. Mary, thanks for taking our call. And listen, best of luck with it and, and well done and then well done on behalf of all the family owned and operated farm business and these small businesses as well. Thanks Kieran. I do appreciate that and I will say the very first appointed as Minister I met my officials and they asked me you know they would ask you whether you would have priorities and like obviously I'm Minister for Mental Health and Older People so when I met the Older People team I just said to them yes I have five or six priorities and one of the first ones I named out was the legislation, right. the fair deal for farm families and businesses that I wanted to get it enacted and over the line because it was first presented to Cabinet in June of 2019. Mm. So look, I'm very pleased that within the 10 months we managed. And if I could just say one thing, Kieran, it is a very technical bill and I work closely with the Attorney General who deserves great credit on this. He came back for 136 clarifications <laughs> to the team who were drafting mm. the bill. So a lot of people feel it went on a long time. Well, you're in the home street. Mary, as you say, August is around the the corner. We're in the home straight. And I think, you know, it's great to see that farm families and small businesses now will be treated fairly and equitably the same way everybody else is with the Fair Deal Bill. Mary Butler, TD, Minister of State for Mental Health and Older People. Listen, thanks for taking a call and we'll be keeping a close eye on this towards the end of the summer. Thanks a million. Thank you very much, Kieran. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanbiaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanbiaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. And you're welcome back to part two of Farm View. Now, before we talk to Seamus Carney about the new Chagas Farmers for Climate Action signpost programme, let's have a look at some items from our farming calendar. Turning to our marts, our livestock marts, great to see ringside buyers back again this Saturday morning. Warford Ross Mart in New Ross. Cattle sales from half past nine, calf sales from ten. And on Monday, Dungarvan Marts, and Jeff Flynn was on to remind us that calf sales now return to Monday, so we'll have calf sales every Monday morning from half past ten, with cattle sales starting from eleven at Dungarvan Mart. And remember, all sales are now online at livestocklive.com. Turning to our farmer markets and country markets, and great to have such activity of quality farm fresh products on offer right across the city and county every week. This Saturday morning, Warford Farmers Market, John Roberts Square, also Saturday morning. 
Tremor Farmers Market, Priest Road, Tremor. And of course, Strathardy morning wouldn't be the same without Strabley Farmers Market in the beautiful village of Strabley every Saturday morning from 10 until 1. Sunday, Lismore Farmers Market, Castle Avenue, Lismore from 10 until 4. I'm delighted to announce this weekend really a sign that summer is here with the return of Ardmore Farmers Market just off the beach car park. It returns this Sunday and every Sunday from now on from 11 until 3 with a huge array of products and best of luck to all in Ardmore. And on Thursday, Dungarvan Farmers Market, Grattan Square, Dungarvan, always a hive of activity every Thursday morning from 9 until 2. While on Friday mornings, Dungarvan Country Markets at the Scouts Den in Abbeyside are there every Friday morning from 9 until 1. While we also in the city have Warford Farmers Market in St. Olaf's Hall, also from 9 until 1 every Friday morning. Now, Colette Manhan was on to remind us that the final call-out for the Farm Safety Code of Practice half-day training course, it takes place on Thursday next, the 3rd of June, and organised by mobiletraining.ie. Don't, and remember, it's a core requirement for the TAMS 2 grant, so it's the Farm Safety Code of Practice half-day training course. For more information, look up mobiletraining.ie. Well, last week, Chagas launched their new signpost programme. It's Farmers for Climate Action. Indeed, there's two main drivers of this programme, and they are Dr Siobhan Kavanagh, of course, who is our regional manager for Chagas in this area, and well-known dairy advisor in the Wofford area as well, Dr Seamus Carney. They are the two selected by Chagas to handle this new national programme. So earlier in the week, I got a chance to talk to the man himself, Seamus Carney. First of all, Seamus, congrats on the appointment. Uh, thank you very much, Kieran. Uh, I suppose a, a new programme, uh, I suppose it kind of encompasses uh, agriculture's uh, commitment to climate action or climate change for the next five years the main headline aim is to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture Cairn by 10 or 15 percent obviously it's a huge area but before we discuss this new signpost farm program first of all yourself over 20 years in warford and, and didn't because i'm speaking to you know you've made a huge impact and you've seen huge changes and, and huge development in the industry since your time in warford yeah um i suppose very much up here and uh, huge strides made i started uh, 21 years ago uh, in county Waterford as a dairy advisor uh, i was blessed with the area to recommend clenny Thomas Stradbally, uh, Kilrossan, that was the area I was given to, to work with the dairy farmers uh, and in that time Kieran, I suppose um, the dairy farmers county Waterford, they've actually doubled their milk production, actually even since 2010, uh, while only increasing the overall stocking rates on the dairy farms by about 11% overall so huge strides through uh, grassland management, better breeding like they're breeding better cows now, more mm. efficient uh, less use of antibiotics uh, they're grazing longer grass um, they're, they're really green cows nearly rather than black and white right. cows at this stage Kieran. Before we can an area you mentioned the stat that I hadn't heard before in 1983 in other words when quotas came in we had the same cow numbers in Ireland 1.5 million as we have today I was staggered at that yeah uh, very much so Kieran. Uh, there was 1.5 million milking cows back in 83 there was about uh, five to 600,000 suckler cows at that stage uh, today we stand at just in around 1.5 million dairy cows and about 950,000 suckler cows as well mm-hmm. so very similar numbers and I suppose if anything our numbers are actually down a bit the peak numbers in the country Kieran, were in the late 90s uh, were pretty Pretty much uh, just a little below those numbers at the minute. So yields and solids really have really improved. Really, it's it, it, it's farm on land management has really driven the, the the farmer practices, technology, research, and, and and farm practice have really improved. Even since 2010, Kieran uh, cows in County Waterford they've gone from about 330 kilos of milk solids, uh, just shy of 900, uh, just over 900 gallons at the time, and yields, to, of course. to up nearly 1,200 gallons today at the minute. So the cows have become one third more efficient, right. even in the last 10 years alone. So huge strides made by farmers and yields you're saying 900 litres vis-a-vis 1150 so again yeah, 900, 900 gallons versus 900 11, gallons, yeah. 1150 yeah, gallons yeah. Kieran so like the cows are a third more productive now 
what they were 10 okay. years ago. Seamus, the highlights of your 21 years, obviously it's a long time here, yourself and Brian Hiller, it's unfortunate, two great advisors yeah. to, to be stepping away, but the highlights if you were to look back at your 21 years? I, I'd say, Kieran, it, it's the way farmers have embraced um, change and like there's over 200 million invested in infrastructure uh, in County Waterford alone over, over that period of time. The way farmers have put in place a new technology for milking cows, but also a huge amount of investment in uh, putting up housing for cows to store their slurry and to spread it at the right times of year to make more use of the slurry. Uh, huge investment there. Uh, how farmers have embraced and have been champions uh, for, for the environment and for biodiversity at farms. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, the farmers in this country, they, they manage, they maintain and, and they enhance 90% of the biodiversity mm. in this country. And you feel they don't get the credit for Absolutely, Kieran. I think something that's starting to, to niggle at farmers a little bit at this stage for the amount of good work that they do on all our behalfs uh, that they don't get the credit of it and it's maybe something look I suppose the one thing is if someone knows a farmer even just to, to, to maybe uh, thank them for the work they do every now and again right. a little bit of thanks goes no harm whatsoever but they do massive work on behalf of us all we've seen a great change in, in the amount of young people getting involved young people returning to the industry the number of new entrants technology of course and the, you've been a big driver in the whole area of robots but there's been embrace of technology basically they have care but uh, just on, on the young people coming back especially since around the 2010 mark when the, the message was given that quotas were going to be freed up at that stage there's been a huge uh, a renewal of, of, of young people coming back farming uh, my own area would have had 24 farms actually would have started milking cows uh, in that time frame but the amount of young people coming back uh, where the second generation yes. now can make the living on the farm and it gives great satisfaction look to ourselves as advisors but you can really see it with the parents of these farms it gives them an extra pep in their step uh, the, the chest sticks out a bit more when they, when they see the next generation coming home to farm as well uh, which would great satisfaction to everybody whole area of robots and indeed I know you early on you got a small group together looked at it you took the big step you must be very pleased at how that has developed yeah, um, very much, Kieran. And I suppose because the credit to the farmers involved, uh, the decision was made in 2013 with with, with six farmers in Rackhamerton area that decided they were going to put in robots. Uh, there's now 24 farms in County Waterford milking their cows with robots. On average, they have about 70 cows per robot, and uh, they, they 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 put together a discussion group that meets about six seven times a year. They're a great support to each other, but they've made the system work on a grass. Right. Uh, they've made the robots work on a grass-based system, which was the whole aim of the group day one, uh, and, and very happy with their decision. Obviously you're leaving an area that you're very passionate about and did you had huge success uh, across the um, county the signpost farm program to the outsider what is it all about you mentioned it briefly uh, be very much environmentally driven but your role nationally with Siobhan Kavanagh in this area yeah and our manager in the program is, is Tom O'Dwyer which was uh, ex-head of dairy with Chagas uh, who's actually the overall manager of the signpost program look the, the aims here is to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions by 15% to reduce ammonia emissions to reduce nutrient loss from farms to enhance Hence the biodiversity, the fabulous biodiversity that's right. on farms at the minute. It's also to save farmers' costs and to make farmers more sustainable, sustainable long-term, economically as well, and also to enhance the efficiency of food production. So farmers basically, uh, will it be one-to-one? Will it be more uh, group meetings or Zoom meetings at the moment and hopefully on-farm meetings going forward? Like nationally, your role? Yeah, uh, I suppose the overall program here, there's going to be 100 signpost farms throughout the whole country uh, across all enterprises dairy, beef, tillage, sheep, organics. Okay. The, the, uh, so, in Waterford, how many do we have? At the minute in Waterford, Kieran, we have uh, two dairy farmers and one dry stock farmer, Pig County Waterford. Uh, we have Stephen Fitzgerald uh, in, in Aglish as a dairy farmer. We have Shane Fitzgerald in Port Law, a dairy farmer as well. And we have Richard Long then in Bellamy Carberry as a um, calf to beef right. farmer. So, two of your open source guys. So, you'll be working hand in glove with, with the system, the Chagas 
had it ready in yeah. place. And, and what was going to happen, Kieran, is all the new technologies, uh, the low cost and no to- cost technologies, will be put on place in these farms to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions by ten or fifteen percent. And these farms will be used in as demonstration farms to show best practice to their their peers right. throughout the county. Listen, you're just up and running. We'll be talking to you in the near future. It's very exciting, of course. Farmers for Climate Action, the new signpost program. Delighted that you both yourself and Siobhan Cavan have been picked as national drivers of this new signpost program. And listen, before I let you go, well done on this huge contribution to dairy in Waterford. It's been a good year for Belly Sagarty, three men on the Waterford team last weekend, but you've you've definitely kept the flag flying from the farming agri fund. Seamus Cavan, thanks for talking to me. Thank you very much, Karen. And before I go on the racing front, what a week again for local Warford Connection with wins for tallow trainer Sean O'Hearn at Limerick as well as tallow trainer Michael Griffin at Tipperary. With wins also for Kappa trainer Declan Queeley at Wexford, knocking trainer Henry de Bramad at Downpatrick and also tallow trainer Sean O'Hearn and Ballyduff upper jock Sheila O'Hearn combined for a win at Ballinrobe. While we wins at Tipperary, would you believe, for three Warford Connections, Rack trainer Pat Flynn, Henry de Bramad once again back in the winner's enclosure. And also a very impressive win for Lismore owner-breeder James Joxer O'Connor and his fellow owner Graham Nagel of the golf shop in Dungarvan at 66-1. to While on the point-to-point front with wins for Butterstown jock Paul Power and also a good win for Dungarvan owner-breeder Walter Connors. Well, pride of play this week goes to ring owners Tom and Caroline Hendren who captured the Group 1 Tattersall's Gold Cup at the Curragh with Helvig Dream. So well done to Tom and Caroline. Brilliant win at headquarters. Well, that's about it for this week's program. So once again, my thanks to Ollie and Sean for all their help in putting this week's program together. So stay safe, keep up the protocol, and hopefully I'll have your company again same time next week. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.